0: So today we conclude our series, Get Off Your Donkey. We've based this series on the book of the same title by Reggie McNeil, and this whole book is based on the parable that Jesus told of the Good Samaritan that the children retold for us this morning. And I've heard quite a bit of really good feedback from this series, and I think it's because it's practical. What we're talking about is very practical to our daily lives. It's something that applies to everyone, no matter what your circumstances. And Jesus calls us to each be like the Good Samaritan, wherever we are, to get off our donkey and to help someone. So for so many of us, that knowledge, we have that knowledge, like the, the um, expert in the law and the story. We have the knowledge that this is what God calls us to do, and we desire to do it. We have that within us, but then because of whatever is going on in our lives, there's this struggle of how do I do that? This idea of I want to help, but can I really find time and energy to do it? What skills or strengths do I have that can be useful to someone? The desire is there. But the trick to everything that we have been talking about for the past five weeks is to deepen that desire into intentionality. In order to do that, we need to make a plan have one way that we are going to take this series, this get off your donkey into our daily life. I've recently been reminded of the truth that how we spend our days is how we spend our lives. I've heard this phrase before, how you spend your day is how you spend your life. But it hit me particularly hard when I heard it just a few weeks ago. When we, and I was trying to think back as to why it hit me so differently this time. And when we went into lockdown, March of 2020, that was almost three years ago. Like, it seems like a million years ago. But when that happened, my daily life changed immediately and drastically, like all of us. And like all of us, I went through this phase of innovating everything, rethinking everything, how to do all of it. And then somewhere within there, somehow I found this rhythm, this rhythm of life. All of life's extra stuff was taken away. And I was left with work and with family. The kids didn't have any of their extracurriculars. We didn't even have birthday parties or family gatherings to go to. It was just the basics. It was just us. And in the midst of all of the co- chaos that was COVID, I was reminded of what was important to me, the family dinners around the table, the Saturdays filled with board games and hikes in the National Park, cuddling on the couch and watching Bluey together over and over and over again. I don't care if it's a children's show, it's adorable, and if you have Disney+, Plus, you should watch it. Now, I'm not saying that lockdown was easy, okay? There are plenty of times when we drove each other insane and we had to just take a break. And it wasn't really that wonderful necessarily either, but it did give me the opportunity to see those things I truly value, especially now as I look back. Because somewhere along the line, the world started to open up, right? We began to do things again, and we were so excited to do things that we said yes to all of it. Yes, I can do that. Yes, sign her up. Yes, I'll be there. Okay, as long as we're safe with the COVID, we'll do this. Everything resumed, and we were excited to do those things again. And now, our days are packed, our weeks fly by, and I look at my calendar, and I think, I do not like this. How did this happen? Who, did, who planned my calendar? And I'm reminded of how we spend our days is how we spend our lives. I think it's a universal truth that we want to live a life that counts. We want our lives to matter, to mean something to someone, to the world, We don't want to get to our last days and feel like we've wasted our one beautiful and precious life. So taking these moments to think about what truly matters and how can we take that one step to live into that value. A few weeks into this series, Sue Ellenberger came to me and she shared how... This series has given her dad, Bill, an opportunity to reflect on his life and the ways that he has gotten off his donkey. Let's take a look.
1: My name is Bill Long. My wife and I joined this church in 1956 and raised our five children here.
2: My name is Sue Long Allenberger, and I am the oldest of those five children. But I am the only one that was baptized, uh, confirmed, and married in this congregation. When Heidi started this sermon series, you told me that you had been thinking about getting off your donkey. What was the first thing that you thought about?
1: I thought about the fact that after
2: 38 years
1: of working for a utility, I was almost immediately provided with a couple of reasons to get off the donkey. One of one of those was something that's kind of universal in certain areas called Meals on Wheels, where volunteers in the community use their own cars and gasoline and everything else to deliver warm meals. That would be a lunch and an evening meal And in many cases, these people are retired and living alone, and in some cases, handicapped or they have difficulty uh, doing their own cooking. Our pastor, Tom Taylor, had been in a community where Meals on Wheels was very prominent and very useful, and he thought it would be pretty nice to have it in Brecksville and Broadview Heights. As I
2: recall, it was two weeks after you retired that he recruited you for this new volunteer job.
1: I worked 38 years, and after that, (laughs) I've had three or four gigantic unpaid jobs. There have been marvelous things to do. but meals on wheels. I did that for thirty eight years before I finally retired from that. Habitat for Humanity has a local headquarters in big areas like Cleveland and Akron and other areas. So we, we thought that was kind of interesting. And Tom Moore and I each had a brick hammer and went down to see what they were doing. And when, when we arrived at the building site, they were building a basement laying up concrete blocks. When they saw us each with a brick hammer, they put us right to work.
2: One time you were asked to speak in church service here at BUMC about what it's like to be a volunteer at Habitat for Humanity. And you talked about how building a house is a big and complicated project, but if you break it down into small steps, what you're gonna do in one day. For one week. It's manageable. And that allowed people who wanted to help at Habitat for Humanity to feel that it was something they could do. They could get involved for a day, maybe come back again without feeling overwhelmed. And similarly, I think that Meals on Wheels is something that a lot of people enjoy helping with they enjoy delivering those meals and talking to the very grateful clients some people deliver more than once a week some people deliver every other week there are substitutes for when the snowbirds are out of town but lots of people even non-drivers who can be the second person on the delivery team can be involved in Meals on Wheels.
0: We can give them a hand. As soon as Bill retired, he found himself another unpaid job, delivering meals to those who needed them. They needed food and connection with a caring individual that brought them the food. And he was able to step in and help. And then Bill talked about helping with Habitat. That's now something that is part of the fabric of this church. This year we have three dates to help with Habitat for Humanity's faith build, one in June, one in July, one in September. And this is a way that we are able to partner with other people in the Cleveland area to build a home for and with a family in need. And Bill showed that all you need to do is have a willing heart to show up and maybe have a hammer in hand. Getting off of our donkeys and helping others, it doesn't take special skill. It doesn't even necessarily take a long time. It simply takes using the skills and the resources that you already have and putting those to work. When we do that, we are living out God's love with air, every area of our lives, with our heart, our soul, our strength, and our mind. We're using our experience, our innermost being of our soul, our personal identity, our, the essence of, of what makes us who we are, and special and unique, our soul, our energy, and our resolve, our resources, which is our strength, and our understanding, and our intellect, our mind. We're using all of it for God, to show God's love to the world. When we get off of our donkey, no part of us is withheld from God, and that is the ticket to eternal life. Remember the backdrop for this Good Samaritan parable. An expert in the law asked Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? That was the question. And like Jesus, he answers that question with questions of his own. And he says, what's written in the law? How do you read it? You know what it says, so tell me. And the man answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Yes, Jesus responded, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. Notice that Jesus pulls the man's search for eternal life into the present, The man considered eternal life as something that began after this life, after he dies of this life and then rises with Jesus. But in response, in Jesus' response, he takes out that word eternal. He simply declares to the man that if, if the man would follow his understanding, then he would live. Not only then, but here and now eternal life, wholeness, and connection with God begins now in the present. When we are living with connected with God with our entire selves, heart, soul, strength, and mind, that and living that love for others, that is how we make our lives count. That is how we can make our days count. And that's how we might live eternally now, bringing God's kingdom here and now. This sermon series of Get Off Your Donkey, this is the last series. This is the last one. It's the last time we're going to hear the Good Samaritan scripture. It's the last time we're going to see the little adorable donkey pictures that Melanie picks out on the screen. But you and I both know that the real work is only beginning. Now it takes the going and the doing. The desire is there. And now that desire must deepen into intention. What are you going to do? Remember that Jesus ends this parable with this clear instruction go and do likewise. It's not go and agree with my teachings and read scripture and know what it says likewise or go and ponder and debate with each other and argue and focus on all of these other things likewise or go and lament the downfall of the entire world and humanity likewise but Jesus says go and do likewise go and be like Bill grab your hammer help with habitat humanity habitat for humanity one day this summer Or go and be like Ruth, Ruth McDonald, who didn't know I was going to say this, so I apologize, Ruth, but she writes the most beautiful cards for people, for birthdays, for thinking of you, sympathy, anniversary, anything. She writes the most beautiful cards and brightens people's day with these cards when they go to the mailbox. Or go and be like Bob's mother-in-law, who is in her late 80s, she's fighting with Parkinson's. Bob texted me after last week's service and shared that they were talking about how she might be a good Samaritan in her assisted living space where she is. And she suggested by talking with people on her floor, by giving thanks to the aides, to caring and loving and saying thank you to her family and the visitors that come to her. Or go and be like Janet, who is going to camp for a mission to care for people. You, we have a mission opportunity that is through the, United, the East Ohio Conference that are going to Africa, to Liberia this summer. Sign up for that. Get off your donkey and go do something. There's all types of ways. And we know that your time is a precious resource for many of us. And so next week during this service time, this 1030 hour, we, instead of worshiping God here in our traditional way, we are going to get off our donkeys together and we're going to pack 35,000 meals with Rise Against Hunger. You can help out with that by, and you can sign up, you can go online and sign up. We're going to show a little tutorial of how you can do that at bumclinks.com. And because we don't want to just talk about getting off our donkeys, we want to give you these real practical ways to do that, in big ways and in small ways. Traveling to Africa and writing cards. Going and packing meals. Or you can come and you can talk and discuss with the Missions and Community Engagement um, Committee After this service, we're going to be downstairs, we're going to be eating pancakes and sausage and talking about missions and getting off our donkey. And you can come because we want to do this together. We're not getting rid of the phrase, get off our donkey, because it's something we are called to do. To be in service, determined service with this world, caring for the whole individual. That is what we are called to do as followers of Jesus. So I will end Th- with this question, one more time. Are you ready to get off your donkey and go and do likewise? I got nothing! Nothing! I got one yes. All right, we're gonna try again because I think you guys forgot that this was an audience participation thing. Are you ready to get off your donkey? And go and do likewise. Yay! You will not regret it. Let's pray. Good and gracious God, the desire is there, and yet we need your spirit, courage from you to go and do, to step out in faith, knowing that we can make a difference. We can care for someone, we can hold a door, we can smile, or we can do big things knowing that each thing, and done with your love, it might bring your kingdom here, in this world, in this time, and in this place. Oh God, wouldn't it be a good and glorious thing if your kingdom was here, ever present? May it be so. Amen. Now I want to invite those who are joining us online to share any prayers in the comments on Facebook, um, prayer uh, prayer at brexwellumc.com, or texting us, and I'd like to invite all of us to stand in body or in spirit and let us sing together.
3: can see. i mm-hmm. laying yourself down raising up the broken to life
0: amen you may be seated we have quite a few prayers that have come in penny asks for prayers of comfort and healing for Bruce, Sandy, Tom, and Nell. And uh, Dana asked for prayers for her mom, Kim, as she has a procedure for her heart health on Friday. And then another Kim asked for prayers for Paul to defeat long COVID. Kathy asked for prayers for her aunt, who is battling cancer. Tina asks for prayers for the students and staff at the Brexville uh, El- Broadview Heights Elementary School um, as they continue to work through the growing pains of the big new school. I hope they stay, they all stay positive and loving. Amen. And prayers for um, Roy, who is battling cancer. For Iona, who is recovering um, from a life-threatening infection. Uh, praise for Sandra, who is recovering from um, diverticulitis. And prayers for people, um, from the, prayers for those who are affected by the earthquake in Turkey and Syria. Um, and also praises for Jean, who will not need additional heart surgery. And then Dion says, prayers of thanks for all that the church staff does. Um, we appreciate you all. Yes, good job, staff. Where are you all? I'm looking at you all. Yay, staff. <clears throat> um, I also want to say that it's a wonderful uh, problem to have that. We had so many different examples of getting off your donkey and of doing these videos that um, I think we're going to continue doing these videos because um, there's so many other people in the church who are doing amazing things, and we want to share those as examples um, and reminders for each of us. And it was just such a great thing that um, we had a hard time narrowing it down to just six Um, So I do want to give kudos um, to this church community for really being um, and living out the value of determined service. So now let us go to our Lord in prayer. God, you are our Lord and Savior, and we are grateful for your eyes that enable us to see the world as you see it, your heart within us that enables us to feel the compassion you feel and for your courage that equips us to go and do likewise. We have lifted up the names of our loved ones to you and we pray that you will be with them and that we might be equipped to help in whatever way they may need. Oh God, help us not to be too busy or too frightened, but to extend a hand and help grant us insight to see the need in others, the wisdom to know what to do in a situation and the will to do it. God, we pray all of these things in the beautiful name of Jesus, who taught us to pray with these words. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So for our action steps, just a couple quick reminders that you can head downstairs here, and you can enjoy some pancakes, and it's not bacon. I'm sorry. I was wrong. It's sausage. I I don't, I'm tired. I don't know. Um, but you can join us downstairs for and for food, and then also we'll have a table um, to talk about missions and community engagement, um, and you're encouraged to join us in that conversation and um, see what we're already doing and see how you can plug in and expand what we're doing. And then next week, we have our workshop. At this 10.30 time, we will be downstairs in Fellowship Hall for to... Um, pack 35,000 meals together. And so there's a registration link where you can go to um, register with Rise Against Hunger, and it includes a waiver, and um, it simplifies the day. But um, Melanie has a little video that she put together to help us see how you can go to BUMC links. Look at that. You put it into Google. And then um, you can go there, and there is a link that you can click on to... Um, I'm not going to talk over the video. It's very distracting to me. Um, You scroll down. There we go. You scroll down. Look at that. It goes honest worship, then determined service, and then you click on the button that says rise against hunger, and then you do it. You just fill it out, and then that's done, and you're registered, and you show up on Sunday. Um, If you're not able to do that, if the computer just eludes you, that's fine. Show up anyway, and you can um, fill out a paper there in the morning as well. Um, but just know that that's what we're doing for worship instead of worshiping here. Um, we will have an online service for those who are um, out of the area or unable to, to stand or to sit that long. Um, and then also, Lent is soon. Um, it's February 22nd is um, Ash Wednesday, Uh, And so we will have a service at 7 o'clock that evening to prepare ourselves for Lent. It's crazy to think that we just got done—I don't know, it feels like we just got done with Christmas, doesn't it? A little bit ago, and now we're already moving into Easter. So Lent is the time, the six weeks before Easter, when we prepare ourselves for the resurrection of Jesus. And so— the first step in that is to set our intentions with the Ash Wednesday Worship Service. It's a beautiful service, and I encourage you to come either in person or join us online um, and, and prepare ourselves for the Lenten season. So with that, let us receive our benediction and go and do God's work and eat yummy food. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen. Let us stand and sing.
3: you Have a wonderful week, y'all.